0: Welcome to the Spiritually-Minded Women podcast. If you're a woman who is ready and willing to be a follower of Jesus, you're in the right place. Join me this season as we dive in deep to learn how to embrace your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. I'm your host, Darla Trendler, and I'm cheering you on. Welcome to your journey. Welcome to episode two of the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. I'm so happy that you're here today. Before we dive into our topic, which today we're going to talk about desire and a desire to believe, before we dive into that, I just want to remind you that I am offering a workbook for the entire season of the podcast. So the workbook will give you a block of scriptures to read, questions to ponder, space to journal, as well as something you can do right now. To act on what you're learning on the podcast, because I want you to do more than just listen. I want you to act and make change in your life. So that's what the workbook is going to help you to do. It'll also give you a list of all the scriptures that I reference in the episode, as well as access to transcripts at the end of the season that will give you the references to the quotes that I share in each episode. So if you're interested in purchasing the workbook, I highly recommend it. You can find the link in the show notes on spirituallymindedwomen.com or in my profile on Instagram. So last week we dialed into episode one and we talked about the framework and how you can embrace the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. You are on your own journey on the path and it's not going to look the same for you as it does for someone else because outwardly we're all doing the same thing. We're making covenants along the path, but inwardly it looks different for each of us because we are developing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We have our own path with our own personality and flaws, strengths and weaknesses, righteousness and sin, ups and downs. So as we talked about last week, the covenant path has checkpoints, which are the covenants that we make, but there are no checklists. You don't have to be a clone to be a righteous Latter-day Saint woman. You have your own unique path. So that's what we talked about last week. If you haven't listened to the episode before this, um, you're going to want to go back and listen to that. and that'll give you kind of an overview of what we're talking about with embracing your covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. That's what we're going to be talking about this entire season. So last week was the overview. And now in each of the episodes going forward, we're going to dive in deeper. And I'm so excited for this. We're going to be talking about your path and the things that you might be experiencing on your path. No matter where you are in your journey to return to our heavenly parents and develop your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you are gonna experience these things that we're gonna be talking about in each episode. Now, I can tell you that when I was studying and developing the framework for this season, we were in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. We're kind of still in the middle of it as I'm recording this. And for me, I was experiencing all kinds of things. And they're the same things that we're going to be talking about in these episodes. So maybe you can relate to this. One day I would be on a spiritual high and just really experiencing personal revelation and feeling really confident. And then in the very next day, I would be feeling so much fear and doubt that I couldn't even get out of bed. And it was just so up and down in that period of time dealing with the pandemic and not knowing what was next. And maybe you can relate to that. But Today, I want to focus on the desire to believe, which is something you might experience at any time on your journey on the covenant path. I think it's something everyone can relate to because even if you feel like things are going really well and you're on one of those high points, you can still have times where all you can do is desire to believe. Elder Neal A. Maxwell shared in a 1996 general conference address that, quote, even a spark of desire can begin change, end quote. So let's dive in and talk about desire. You may be familiar with the term desire to believe from the Book of Mormon. This is in Alma 32. And Alma is preaching. And there's a group of people who were poor and they were not permitted to enter into the synagogues. They're kind of being kicked out of there. And they came to him and they came to Alma and said, "How? Just they just wanted to know, how can we worship when we aren't even allowed in? So, Alma recognizes that they have a lot of humility and he turns all of his attention to these people and he answers them with a beautiful discourse about faith and how faith is like planting a seed that grows into a tree. He tells them that they can worship God anytime, it doesn't have to be on Sundays in a church. He tells them that God cares about them, all of them. And, side note, I love how Alma includes women in verse 23 in that chapter, Alma 32. He says, not only men, but women also. Love that. So basically Alma's telling these people, there isn't a checklist. I also love that. There's no checklist to living the gospel. So what Alma does for these people is he invites them to try an experiment. And all they have to do for this experiment to work is to have a particle of faith. Do you know how small a particle is? I'm not really that into science, but I looked it up. And in science, a particle is a minute portion of matter and the least possible amount. So Alma is saying, come and try faith out, even if you only have this little speck of faith. He says, even if you can no more than desire to believe, let this desire work in you, even until you believe in a manner that you can have place for a portion of my words. Okay, so what if you feel like you don't even have a desire to believe? I have actually had this experience in my life. I grew up in the church, but I was never the girl who said she couldn't wait to go on a mission. In fact, I was pretty anti going on a mission. I was pretty sure that I was going to be married long before I turned 21, because back then you had to wait till you're 21 to go. And I really had no desire to go on a mission. I mean, a mission was the furthest thing from my plan for my life. Well, I didn't get married young like I thought I would, and I was living a great life. I was working full-time, making money, I was living on my own, and I was having lots of fun. And my 21st birthday came and went, and I didn't think anything about the fact that I was now old enough to serve a mission, because it wasn't part of my plan. But slowly, little things started happening in my life that made me think about serving a mission. I would quickly push the thoughts and impressions aside and go on with my life but the nudges turned into promptings and pretty soon the spirit was practically shouting in my ear that I needed to go on a mission. The problem was I didn't want to do it. I have zero desire to be a missionary. The thought of giving up my fun life and the comforts of home did not sound like something I wanted to do. Finally, after six months of the spirit working on me, I knelt down and I prayed and I finally voiced to God how I felt. I told him I was getting the message. I was hearing what the Spirit was trying to tell me. I knew he wanted me to serve a mission, but I didn't want to. I told him I wanted to do what he wanted me to do, so I asked him to please give me a desire. I got up from that prayer and I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any different. I still had no desire to go on a mission. Then, a few days later, on an ordinary day, I was walking through a parking lot after work to go to my car, and out of nowhere, I felt the Spirit from head to toe. I felt God's love for me. This was an unusual way for me to feel the Spirit, and I can tell you that I have never had another experience like it in my life since. It was a one and only time, but instantly, I felt my heart change. Instantly, I had a desire to be a missionary. I was excited. I wanted to do it right then. I was ready to fill out my papers and do all the preparation. Within four months of that life-changing experience in a parking lot, I was off and serving as a missionary and had experiences that have shaped me for the past 25 years. I am incredibly grateful for that experience, and it all started with a prayer, asking for just a desire to do what I knew he wanted me to do. When the Savior visited the Nephites, he prayed with them, and then they continued to pray, and this is what Third Nephi 19.24 shares about this. And it came to pass that when Jesus had thus prayed unto the father, he came unto his disciples and behold, they did still continue without ceasing to pray unto him. And they did not multiply many words for it was given unto them what they should pray. And they were filled with desire. Even if you don't have a desire right now, but you want to know more about what your journey on the path is, you can start by praying and asking for a desire. Christ's Nephite disciples did not multiply many words. Their prayer wasn't fancy or planned out. They just started praying and the words came and then they had a desire. Do you need even the desire to believe? Do you have strong faith in most things, but there are a few things you're not sure about? Do you feel like you have a plethora of questions and there are so many things you aren't sure you believe? Or do you fall somewhere in between? No matter where you are, you can start with the desire. God will give you things you desire. Go back a few chapters in the Book of Mormon. In Alma 29, Alma shares his heart and how he wants to preach to others about the goodness he has experienced himself from the Savior. Alma says in Alma 29.4, I know that he granted unto men according to their desire. The Savior is not far. Even if you are experiencing some fog in your journey on the path, he is right there and he wants to give you a desire to believe. As Elder L. Whitney Clayton put it, but all of us will at some time or another have to traverse our own spiritual wilderness and take undertake our own rugged emotional journeys. In those moments, however dark or seemingly hopeless they may be, if we search for it, there will always be a spiritual light that beckons to us, giving us hope of rescue and relief that light shines from the savior of all mankind who is the light of the world, end quote. You can be like the converts Peter referred to in 1 Peter 2, 2, and desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Many other scriptures teach us about the desire to believe. And if you have the workbook for this season, all these verses are listed in the pages for episode two. In Psalms 37, 4, we learn, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give ye the desires of thine heart. Or Proverbs ten twenty four. But the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Put your relationship with him first. And now you might be asking yourself the question, okay, I want to do it. How do I start? Well, Paul gives us some clues in Colossians 3.2. Paul says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And in Proverbs, we learn the way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. In other words, don't look to the world for the desire to believe. Look to God. Look up. The people Alma was teaching also had this question about how to start. In Alma 33, you find that they ask Alma things like, how do we plant the seed you talked about? How do we start to exercise faith? He answered them by sharing something another prophet, Zenos, taught. He told them to reimagine prayer. These people had been kicked out of the synagogues by the Zoramites who had all kinds of misconceptions and unrighteous rituals about prayer. Basically, the Zoramites had some checklists. Uh, No wonder the people Alma was teaching didn't know where to start. Alma shared Zenos' words that prayer can happen in your field or your house or your closet. Your prayers are not for anyone but you. So take your afflictions and hard things you've endured and go to him and ask for help. Then Alma shares what I think is the most important thing that you can remember if you want a desire to believe. You have access to God through your Savior, Jesus Christ. You can change, as Alma said, because of thy son. That's what Alma shares with these people. You can change and overcome when you start with a desire because of the Son of God. Listen to the words of Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf from General Conference in October 2018. He said, this very day, every day, he reaches out to you, desiring to heal you, to lift you up, and to replace the emptiness in your heart with an abiding joy. He desires to sweep away any darkness that clouds your life and fill it with the sacred and brilliant light of his unending glory. End quote. You are on your own journey on the path. Your covenants give you the ability to draw on Christ's power, even if all you can do is desire to believe. Start with that. Keep your covenants and you can continue to use his power. Desire to do something different in your life, to have a relationship with him. Join me next week on the podcast where I will be sharing more thoughts about embracing your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. Next week, we're going to be diving into silence and what you can do if you feel that God is sometimes silent in your journey on the path. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. This actually helps more women find the podcast and embrace their own journey on the covenant path. To get access to the workbook for this season and to find show notes and other resources, head over to spirituallymindedwomen.com. For more inspiration, follow along on Instagram at spirituallymindedwomen. Have a fantastic day. I'm cheering you on in your journey.